0: He was the first person I talked to at Lunch in the Park on my Aww. first time ever. So wow. that was a blessing from God, also, because I was so nervous. I'd never spoken to someone who was living on the streets, and the first person was born in Ireland. I was like, God, you're popping off.
1: <laughs> people of Creston City, people everywhere around the world, this is David. Christopher Pacheco. Hi, my name is
2: Kimmy.
0: My name is Dr. Ortiz. Been in Denver since 1973.
1: Okay, so let's just talk in
3: circles for a little bit. Just <laughs> talk in circles. Yeah. Just shoot
1: the breeze a little. You know, they see beyond what I look like. They see what my actions are. and say, Hey, that is a good person.
3: A lot of people say home is home is where the heart is, but my heart's in many places. It's just I don't know where home is. Welcome
1: back to Homeless But Human. Here with you today is Blake.
2: And here with you today is Shayla.
1: And we have a special episode. We have a theme we have never done before. So with us today, we have two of our missionaries, Sarah and Daniel, who have come from Ireland. We're so glad you're on the podcast. But <laughs> yeah, we'd love to hear more about you if you're first, second year. And where are you from in Ireland? Hello, my name is Daniel.
2: Daniel, uh, welcome. Strong Thank accent
3: you. to start the podcast. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I'm a first year missionary from southwest central Ireland, and it's from a county called Roscommon for those Irish listeners. No one else knows where that is. Roscommon? Roscommon. Roscommon. Yeah, it's a very cool county. Nothing happens there, but that's okay.
2: Okay. Is it like city life, country life? Uh,
3: Biggish town. I don't actually live in Ruscom. I live in a tiny town called Boyle.
0: Shout out to your family
3: Shout out to my family. Great people. I love it. <laughs> I love it.
0: And Sarita. Hello <laughs> Yes, my name is Sarah. I'm a second year missionary. I'm from the north of Ireland So like three hours northeast of Daniel in County Armagh and I live in the countryside So living in Denver City is very different.
1: for Yeah me. Wow. And your parents came and visited and that was made very clear how different it was just talking to them. They're like, yeah, we're very rural, (laughs) like very rural in Ireland. Mm -hmm. And
2: so many things were made clear about Sarah, just seeing your parents. Really? Oh
1: yeah. (laughs) That's how it works. When we have our missionaries' parents come, right? It's like a, oh, it's like, oh, you make sense more, Mm -hmm. right? You two were so grateful the Lord guided you here. I mean, it is such a gift to have you. And the reason we decided to have both of them on this podcast is they've shared this passion for a renaissance of the faith a resurgence of the holy spirit the lord in ireland and them being here is a part of that Mm -hmm. and we think everyone deserves to hear that as many people as possible and we are so glad you're here with us and we're so grateful so just tell us a little bit about how did you end up coming here to go all the way across the pond you know to make this step yeah tell us a little bit about your journey here
0: Yeah so I grew up like culturally Irish Catholic in the north of Ireland where there is a bit of tension between different Christian groups but yeah I never really had made the faith my own and was going to different summer camps and there I met one of the four meters and I didn't actually talk to her there about Christ in the city but I added her as a friend on Facebook and
1: nice by the way Yeah, way to go subtle Subtle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) and I seen all her posts about Christ in the city and at that time I was like totally lukewarm like going to mass on a Sunday but not really understanding much else about the faith Mm -hmm. and was wanting to like dive in deeper but didn't really know how to do it because yeah as we know like the church is struggling in Ireland so I wasn't Mm -hmm. entirely sure how to go about it but I seen the Facebook post by Christ in City, and I was like, that's something I want to be part of. Hmm. So I applied, took yeah. me 16 months to get here because of visa difficulties. Wow. But, yeah, hopped on that plan and came over here.
1: Yeah, when you look at how many foreign missionaries we have, I mean, this year we have four here in Denver, mm-hmm. and the visa issues, we would have had more. So, yeah, that's not a joke. Daniel, what about yourself?
3: Well... So I was in my last year of secondary school, which is basically high school. They're weird. (laughs) Okay, good. I'll call it high school. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. (laughs) But yeah, I was in my last year of high school, and I was desiring to do mission work of some kind, mainly because I had recently reverted to the faith. So mission work was like the best idea I could come up with. Yeah. I did not desire going to college immediately. Yeah. Mm. So after a lot of prayer, the CFR fathers, a few of them came over to my house Because they're very familiar with my family. Mm -hmm. And I just asked them about mission work. Yeah. So they gave me a list, long list. And um, (laughs) well, I signed up for one place and they said no. So Mm. honestly, after that, I kind of just panicked and I was like, I don't know what to do. So me and my mom just sat down and prayed. And I looked at the list again and I just saw Christ in the city. And I was like, okay, that was the first thing I looked at. I'm just going to go with this. So I went to the website and just was looking at I looked at a few videos And I was like, this seems pretty cool. This is different. So I just like signed up, not thinking that anyone would get back to me. Mm. Um, Wow. (laughs) Low expectations. (laughs) I was I was like, it was so close to the end of the year, but I was just kinda like, okay, I don't really know what's gonna happen. Sure. Yeah. And then like a week later, I just got a call from Sarah. Yeah. I was like getting ready to go to bed. <laughs> and then like, I just see this random number and I was like, I'm not gonna answer this. I don't know who this is, but.
2: <laughs> Cause Sarah was on our applications team. She so was. she was, yes. she was kind of the one calling our applicants last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So we talked for a while and like my heart was racing.
0: <laughs> oh, <I'm> sorry,
3: Don. <laughs> no, in a good way, in a good way. I was really excited. It was like something's actually happening. I, there's like yeah. an opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, the application process started and I'm here now.
2: I would love to hear kind of initially what, I guess, attracted you to Christ in the city. Was it like our homeless outreach or was it the, the community life? I'm just wondering, like, what was your perspective from living in a different country. I I imagine if you were close to the CFR fathers, that there was some sort of similar spirituality that you probably saw maybe in Christ in the
0: city. Yeah, for me, it was like definitely the formation aspect of the program that actually Mm. drew me to it, which I think is unusual for a lot of the missionaries. Yeah, I was just like really seeking God and like really wanting to understand the faith that I was Proclaiming to believe in. Yeah. So, yeah, I like looked up the the website after I'd seen the Facebook posts, and like, there's not as big of a homeless population in Ireland. So, I'd Mm. maybe seen like 10, 15 homeless people in my whole life, you know? Mm. So, it wasn't exactly the homeless ministry that drew me to it. But once I looked up the website and seen the videos, the poverty of loneliness that Christ in the city is addressing, that is so true for like everyone I know in Ireland. Basically, it's such an epidemic right now. So, yeah, I firstly came for the formation aspects because I wanted to be formed. I wanted a community, like, didn't really have much of a Catholic community at home. Mm -hmm. So that just seemed like the best thing in the world to me, living with, like, 30 other young people who, like, shared my beliefs was really attractive. But then also learning how to address the poverty of our hearts was what inspired me. Yeah, you talk about that a lot,
1: like, that epidemic of loneliness in Ireland. And, yeah, it's a passion of yours, isn't it?
0: It is. It is. Because... I think our hearts are really craving it. And I see like within my own generation and the older generations, the sadness and people are like searching for the answers. Like people's hearts are so good, they just want to figure out how to like satisfy that yearning, but we've lost all sense of community and human connection, I think. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. Being able to put words to it. I think Christ in the city was the first thing that helped me put words to what I seen happening. Mm, like yeah. with myself, with my friends, with everybody. Yeah just not having that human connection with each other. So yeah, pretty passionate about it. Yeah,
1: I mean, totally. when Mother Teresa said it was the, you know, the greatest disease in the West, mm-hmm. right? This poverty of loneliness, mm-hmm. this isolation. She wasn't joking. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's it's real. What what profound insight the Lord gave you to see that so quickly and be like, "Yes, formation needed."
3: Yeah, I was seeking formation as well. I too didn't have like a huge Catholic community back home and I was just in search of a community that I could relate to and also receive formation and also, like, learn to love. Homeless ministry is something I've been interested in, in for a long time. Hmm. Um, my mom has been involved with that for, like, years. So I take a lot of inspiration from her. Hmm. And also I was, uh, well, I still am an excited young person who just wants to leave their home. And <laughs> yeah. So that was, you know, that was definitely, like, a part of yeah. that decision. But I just felt like in order to grow, I really needed to leave the environment I was in. Sure. But now I have this desire where I actually want to go back. This isn't like a permanent thing. Yeah, I'd like to go back. I think Ireland is in a desperate need of help. I'm just like excited for the future. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, geez,
1: we're really diving into it now. So the two of you are the third and fourth Irish missionaries we've had at Christ in the City. Yeah. No kidding. Let's go. (laughs) And all four of you have said almost the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. right I came here I wanted to get away and now it's like my heart burns for my for my fellow Mm -hmm. countrymen and women right my my heart burns to ignite the Lord in that country and Mm -hmm. yeah speak more on that if you're interested there's so much that could be said there
0: yeah I think I didn't quite know what I was even missing out on until I came here and seeing how your hearts can Become alive whenever you're fully trying to conform yourself to Christ and know what that means. I just want that for everybody. I think the catechesis in Ireland, like Ireland, everyone knows Ireland as like the land of Satan scholars, yeah, you know? Yeah. I'd say it's quite the opposite of that at the minute. Unfortunately, like catechesis is just really struggling. People, especially in the north where I'm from, like you're culturally Catholic to make sure people know that you're not like from the other side, you know? Yeah. And, in that all the richness and the beauty of faith and the community within faith has been totally lost.
1: That was a great answer, Sarah. Yeah. And I think I think both of you have shared that, right? This like desire to bring the faith back there and inspire these generations and feel that longing in their hearts, right? I
0: suppose something I didn't quite grasp that was a big like challenge for the faith in Ireland is that it has become a faith of fear and not of love so coming here i started to see the fullness of love within the faith which i think has been lost so to like help Mm. yeah the people of ireland realize the richness of what we still have very subtly in each of us because Mm. most people are baptized catholics you know but to realize that that has instilled in them such love and dignity and that has been totally lost so i think that's where my fire comes to show them that like jesus catholicism he's love not like fear or punishment
2: yeah Mm. that's so encouraging too and so hopeful that this program is doing something right you know yeah i feel like you could talk to a lot of our american missionaries and they might say the same thing where they're from you know whatever city they're from like oh the people there are just not alive for the lord you know maybe some of their catholic friends or family back home um, is really struggling so that's something that's very real across the world i would say but i think Particularly in Ireland, where it is just like so culturally Catholic. Mm. Maybe in different pockets you have that in in America, but it's not the same. Where across the board, it's culturally Catholic. So, yeah, that's that's very interesting.
1: So, culturally, right? We sit here in honor of you two with all of our Irish teas today. You know, just bringing the the homeland here. But realistically, right? There's so much expectation. (laughs) (laughs) So many different things. What were your expectations before coming to the United States, coming to this foreign missionary program? And then what were some cultural shocks or surprises upon your arrival?
3: Yeah, to be honest, I did not know what to expect. I mean, all I know about America is through movies, mm. <laughs> which I love. So, I thought I was an expert. Yes. Or yes. my so I have some family members in America, but they're like still Irish, so they're not the most American people you're. Like <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. I honestly didn't know what to expect. And to actually describe what the differences are, it can be difficult. I find it quite difficult. There's definitely just a difference in the way people are, the way they hold themselves, the way they speak to each other. And I've only noticed that because they're just confusion interacting with different people. And, you know, it's harder to read Americans. That's the best way to mm-hmm. describe. And they probably find it hard to read me at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying they like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Your yeah. fellow community members, that makes right? Sense, fellow community members, yeah. yeah. And I would love to be able to put that into words more because I do think the difference in culture is fascinating. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even just the difference in two English speaking countries sure. mm-hmm. is like amazing. Yeah. Um,
2: How, how have you kind of experienced that in ministry? Like that difference when, when going out to the streets and, and encountering the
3: homeless? Honestly, I've experienced it less in ministry. My Irishness has just been a, like an easy way to like start a conversation. Great so sure. conversation mm-hmm. starter, right? Like, for Hi, sure. I'm Daniel. I'm Irish, and they're like, "What?" And then, <laughs> then, then I'm in. It's great. Then I'm in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and honestly, yeah, it's a it is a great conversation starter. I think it's amazing how many people are Irish, but at least part of them are Irish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. that one really surprised me, um, especially
1: on the streets, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. so
3: many, and. That's, yeah, that's a great way to relate to people. They usually tell me about their family clan or where they came from or <laughs> some Irish band <coughs> that they love, which mm. I'm thankful that I'm able to talk to people about those kind of things. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have that. Yeah, conversation can be hard sometimes. Oh, yeah. On the street. So to have those things immediately is, you know, that is a blessing.
1: Yeah, conversations can be tough, right? We know this. Like, imagine any one of us just walking up to some, someone in the mall and saying, like, all right, I'm just going to have a conversation with them, right? Mm-hmm. You need topics. Mm-hmm. And that just builds human connection and yeah. it, it becomes a gift, mm-hmm. right? So odd because it doesn't seem like that would be that beneficial at the beginning. But boy, what an entry point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it gets to like the deep stuff to cause within the first conversation. You're like talking about your family. You're talking about your roots, your school, like yeah. all your family connections. Where I think when you don't have that, it like, takes a bit longer to build that up. But mm-hmm. people are so interested in us sharing that like once we've opened the door, people are so much more comfortable to talk about the depths of things.
3: Yeah. Um, I've also found I've been able to relate is like a strong word. But like those who are also not originally from America, like immigrants mm-hmm. or those who have come over being not from America I don't know there's like a way we can relate in that and they always are really fascinated by that as well and they want to know why are you here and we can have that kind of conversation there's a back and forth and they're curious about me and I'm curious about them and that's always really nice to have as well
2: yeah do you guys have any specific stories that you would want to share from the streets that like where your Irish identity kind of like played a key role in that story or even just like your perspective that you held because you know you're from a different country
0: Yeah, one of my closest friends, Aster, he is just, like, in love with the fact that I am Irish, and it was, yeah, like, an immediate in for him, and it was the fact that he was, like, why would you come over from Ireland to walk this street to become my friend? For him, that was mind-blowing why he would be worth my time, so it was, like, an extra level of, like, affirming his dignity of spending time, but... Yeah, last year, I went home in February for a while and brought back, like, St. Patrick gifts for some of my friends. And I Mm. brought him, like, a little leprechaun hat. And he literally wore it for, like, a month solid. He was like, I have a real-life St. Patrick's Day present from Ireland. Like, it was his most treasured possession. And then, like, yeah, when my parents came over, I introduced them to him. And he was like, they would fly from Ireland. And you would want to introduce your parents to me. Like, it's just been such a gift to... Yeah, really instill how valuable people are whenever they think you're going through extra effort of yeah. like, traveling across the world almost to be their friend and introduce your family to them and share like, our own cultural things with them.
2: Yeah. I mean, you are going through that extra yeah. effort. Yeah. Like to <laughs> yeah. be here,
0: you're on mission in a new country. Mm-hmm. You really are.
2: I mean, we, we hear about people doing that all the time, going to another country. And it's like, that's what you're doing mm-hmm. to, to be with our friends. Here. And,
1: and we know so much for our friends on the street, right? Like our homeless friends, like they're not used to people. At least, like deliberately for relational ways, making efforts towards them. Right? Mm-hmm. They see the clothes, the food, the shelter, and in, in many capacities. But it's very rarely a face behind that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or being the hands and feet of Christ on earth. It's like it can sound so complicated, but it's like walking out to the street with your parents and introducing mm-hmm. him. You got to be Christ to that man mm-hmm. and show him his worth. Mm-hmm. Oh, so beautiful.
2: Yeah. Thanks for sharing that.
1: I love that, Sarah.
3: I'm gonna tell the story about Chris, who uh, was. I'm gonna say my first in with someone. Let's go, Chris. Let's go Chris. Love that guy. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> he's, a, he's a great dude. Um, so it was. Uh, I think it was the second lunch in the park I've ever been to. Sarah brought me over to Chris. <laughs> Exactly. you'll see why yeah. <laughs> this man then just introduced me as yeah the second irish missionary <laughs> <laughs> wow you would it's I'm an s-
0: in
1: it's an in i'm sorry in. daniel i'm sorry
3: <laughs> the biggest in ever though yeah. um so chris chris was born in ireland and he was <gasps> adopted mm-hmm. and brought over to america oh, yeah. wow yeah so he has just a massive affinity for irish people and he loves to play Irish rebel songs <laughs> and complain about Woo. things Irish people don't like. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> so, immediately, it, it was the easiest conversation I've ever had. It flowed super easily. He was immediately super comfortable. And we've been just, like, close friends ever since. Mm-hmm. And it's been an honor to be that friend for him and him yeah. to be that friend for me. I'm honored that he sees me in this light. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I just love that. do you get the sense that he feels like he's taking you into kind of like a welcome yeah, to the united states yeah. Oh. oh yeah for sure <laughs> he's always bragging about american things as well and how unused i am to these things yeah <laughs> like introducing me to all these different things <laughs> such as really spicy food oh yeah he, he's <laughs> introducing you to that oh yeah. well i pride myself in my ability to be able to handle spicy food but i'm not going to tell him that <laughs>
1: You're so good. <laughs> You're like he just likes it too much. Yeah. What any other entertaining things he's tried or he's introduced you to? Oh, that's a good question.
0: Oh, what are those poppin' jalapeno? Jalapeno poppers, poppers.
1: (laughs) 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 jalapenos poppers. He actually
0: it was his birthday like uh, recently, and he was on a special diet because he's not physically that well. But he made me Daniel and another missionary a special (laughs) food for his birthday that included jalapeno poppers. Oh my gosh! But he like tried to make them extra not spicy for me because I struggle with spice. I am (laughs) Irish, so it was so sweet though. He like went out of his way cooked the whole day before this meal for us that he couldn't even eat for his birthday. Wow. and yeah, it was actually really sweet. We went for breakfast with him when my parents were here, Aww. and he said to them, "Oh, I like had to take her under my wing. I know that it's hard settling into a new place and not understanding the cultural differences." Wow. And he's traveled the world with the army, you see. So he, like, knows how that feels. And Mm. just to hear him say that to my parents, like, I knew he's been doing that for me this whole time. He was the first person I talked to at lunch in the park on my first time ever. So that was a blessing from God also, because I was so nervous. I'd never spoken to someone who was living on the streets, and the first person was born in Ireland. I was like, God, you're popping off. (laughs) But, yeah, yeah, to hear him say, like, he's intentionally, like, looking after me as an Irish person. Beautiful.
1: And it's letting him kind of reveal to himself that he still has that fatherly heart. Yes. Right? Was Mm -hmm. your mom and dad kind of touched that he cared so much?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, they couldn't put words into describing, but they thanked him, obviously, for, like, taking care of me out here and looking after their little girl, but... Yeah, they struggle to convey the impact of that. It's yeah. like just this person in Denver doing everything they can to make sure I feel welcome here.
1: Yeah, to our listeners, you may be very confused right now. Chris actually used to be homeless and he's in housing now. Mm-hmm. So he did not make jalapeno poppers <laughs> on, the street. on the street. But I actually was wondering that and then I realized you we were talking about uh-huh. and I'm like, oh, no, no, yeah. So he used to be homeless and yeah, a veteran and... He, great man. Just what a, what a good man mm-hmm. to take yeah. you to. And, and he loves it.
3: Loving he it. loves
1: taking care of you too. and mm. yeah,
3: He does. Yeah. loves loving.
1: He does.
2: What a witness to that mutual love that the missionaries experience too. Of giving and receiving love. And how you, you've come across the pond, as we say, <laughs> to love. And to learn how to love. And, and you're received in the midst of it. You're received by one of our friends at Lunch in the Park. I think that's just so profound. And real for anyone that is involved with ministry and especially with homeless ministry too, how often we can just be so loved by our friends on the street.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One reality about the missionary community this year is the melting pot that it is of cultures, it right? Really and is. It, it yeah. truly so is. <laughs> it's so good. And you may be listening to this and be like, Oh, like how, how can it be that big of a deal? But what we found is like, words for simple child games are different, right? Based on the region, the United States or (laughs) the food or the traditions. We have so many Cajuns, those Louisiana people here. (laughs) You would think it was its own country. Same with Texas, (laughs) all right? Like, and don't even get me started on Nebraska. I'm from there and we we just love to be a little different. But how has that been in community life, right? Because we can jump into that temptation of they don't understand me. They don't understand where I'm from, right? Mm. And you guys can say that more than Anyone, right? But how's that been in community life, becoming one as a community?
3: Well, first and foremost, it's humbling, as I think it is for everyone. You know, everyone has different ways of doing things, and none of them are actually wrong. And just being able to love people in that and them trying to love you in that Mm -hmm. is a really cool experience and very unique. And I think it's very much needed just for formation. Mm. Learning to love people who you just don't completely understand. Yeah. No matter how many times they frustrate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Yeah. At the beginning, it was tougher, I think. And then it's slowly gotten easier and easier. And I'm just learning to appreciate where they came from and even learning the history behind why people do certain mm. things. Mm-hmm. Why Minnesotans pronounce things weirdly. I don't know
1: if there's a history there. Uh, figure that one out. What you know?
3: ever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Um, and yeah, even just like experiencing how different everyone in America is. Mm-hmm. I don't think I fully grasped that until I came here. How yeah. each state is basically its own country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how proud everyone is of them. I think that's really cool. How proud everyone is of their state. Oh. I mean, I'm sure there's a few states that like, yeah, <laughs> have that yeah, or we thing. don't want them to be proud of, exactly. right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, just the difference is now, proud everyone is, it's been really, really nice to see. Yeah, like we know a lot about America, and yet we don't know a lot about America. I think it takes to live here to really appreciate it. Boy, and I
1: feel like every single United States missionary would say the same about Ireland, right? Like we hear so much about it, but it's like meeting you. We're understanding it more. Mm -hmm. How about you, Sarah? Yeah,
0: I mean, this year has been such a gift having three other international missionaries because last year I was on my own with it. Mm. I think it took me a while to realize the subtle differences that were deeply impacting how I felt at home here. For Irish people, we're known for being... Really just brittle with each other and sarcastic. And that's how you show your affection, that you're comfortable with people. Hmm. And yeah, coming to Christ in the City, to America, it was the total... Opposite experience, and I was just trying to love people by being so sarcastic. Being and like, a bully over like literally
1: here. literally in, in America. <laughs>
0: literally, but in Ireland, it's your best friend. You know? <laughs> 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 so that was difficult, like to try to make uh, friends. I with love that. Thirty-three people last year. Yeah, you don't like approach friendships the same way here, which mm-hmm. was like crazy for community, crazy for ministry, but. Yeah, learning the like subtle differences is if you just change a few things, it doesn't come across like bullying, but it's just like good crack, good yeah. banter. As yeah. the Irish call it, crack. Yeah, that's crack. something that's really bad. I my first week in the streets, I went out and I was like, "What's the crack, lads?" Because in Ireland, that just means what's happening.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on! You went to the streets and said, "What's the crack, mm-hmm. lads?" Oh yeah, no! Yeah. And did you tell Daniel to never make that mistake?
3: I
0: think I yeah, I prepped him with a few things. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh dear, this isn't going to work." I'm like, "Things not to say on the streets." <laughs> Sarah,
1: that is too good. Oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> it was. It honestly though was again like an inn, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yep, yep.
1: And then they think you're hip and cool. Yeah, and I
0: was like, you. that got me some serious street cred. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh my gosh. And if it works. Uh, but no, and I think just as a former missionary myself, I mean, I remember being so frustrated at times, especially when I first showed up, Of like, you don't get it. Like, I didn't mean it that way. You know, and just wanting to put the blame on the other, right? And we do that so often with those who have different realities than us, like blame them for not understanding us where it's like the only thing we can control is ourselves, Mm -hmm. Right. So learning more, like you both said, yeah, it can be frustrating at first, but it's a really good humility check of like, oh, okay, well, I can't change someone else, even though boy, I'd like to sometimes, but (laughs) how can I grow Mm -hmm. like Jesus Christ to be a man for all people? It's like, yeah, we want to be all things to all people. And and then they get to show us that same love. Yeah. Right. Like Chris taking you in or Mm -hmm. your fellow missionaries, you know, maybe asking you guys questions about why are you going to ask about drugs on the street the first day? You know, it's like all those good things. All those good things.
2: Uh, I would like to, to close out this lovely, lovely cultural podcast. This
1: good crack. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I guess we, we touched on this earlier and I think we steered away for it, but I kind of want to bring it back again. Like after this year or, or two years of, of doing mission work here in Denver, uh, what are some of the bigger things that you want to take back home?
3: I want to take back the joy of the faith and what it can really mean. I don't think people fully understand what the faith is or what loving Christ is, and that's where it's lost on people. Mm -hmm. And what it means to love another person as well. I think Ireland sometimes can be everyone's for themselves. I think that's the same in the States as well. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, To bring that back to my community, to my family, that's why I desire to show them love. And I'd love to be able to grow in that and learn to do that with them as well yeah i really like that
1: though it's not a they problem it's a it's an us yeah Mm -hmm. you know even putting yourself in that it's like yeah you're more gentle like well what can i do Mm -hmm. yeah amazing sarah how about you
0: i think like one of the big things i want to bring back is like how to build intentional community on the faith and one that is reflective of the trinitarian community because that's something I never thought of before I came here, of how, yeah, we're, like, made from love to love, and there are little sparks of faith all over Ireland, it just needs to be nurtured, and yeah, yeah. people just need to realise they're not alone in it, and it's not a shameful thing, it's such a beautiful thing, and it's a gift, and... I think if we start building up that community um, and just having spaces for people to be fully themselves and inquisitive and all the things that they've been taught that's wrong, you know, answer their questions, which through the intellectual formation, we might be able to do better, but just bring back what it is to be in a community that is trying to be like Christ in the world.
1: Yeah. So good.
2: Thank you guys. So good. Thanks. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you both on our on our podcast today. To have you both in community though is really quite a joy. Thank you for the Irish tea for always keeping our supply. I
1: don't know about a joy, Sarah. I mean, gosh, I will never forget the moment I was trying to make an Irish tea last year and I put the tea bag in the milk.
0: If you're Irish, stop listening. It's (laughs) offensive.
1: I I put the tea bag in the milk while I was waiting for the hot water. And Sarah, Sarah, you you, disgusting. Yes, you would have thought like I. Committed a serious crime it by was. the look she gave me. It's a crime. Oh my gosh! I mean,
2: I'm American, and that still seems wrong. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's wrap this, this up. Blake. Let's wrap this up. All right. All right. All right.
2: I want to also say thank you to our listeners. That yeah, in thank today. you so much. Uh, we hope that you maybe had some new perspectives or learned something new from our Irish missionaries. If you have any comments about today's podcast, make sure to leave them down below. And thanks again, listeners. We we love you a lot, and we couldn't do this podcast without
1: you.
0: <laughs> thanks, guys. Thank
2: thanks. you so much.
0: Slon
1: Slan. <laughs> Slan. Is that?
0: That means goodbye in Irish. Slan
3: agus girl magad.
1: And there it is, folks. <laughs> Slán. That's a wrap. Slán. God bless you all. Ciao, Bye.
0: Ciao. Thank you for joining us on
2: Homeless But Human today. In order to keep producing this content for you all, we invite you to consider joining our known and loved monthly giving community. This is one of the most impactful ways that you can join us on mission. Your monthly gift sends missionaries out to the streets day after day and helps us to continue recording and sharing our podcast. It's our vision that every city not only has soup kitchens and shelters, but communities who are committed to helping the homeless know that they have a home in us and what is home but a small taste of christ's infinite love visit christinthecity.org and make a monthly gift today to join our known and loved community and if you enjoyed today's episode do us a favor and go hit subscribe and leave a review to get more involved with the mission visit ChristInTheCity.org.